Is your phone plugged in? Yeah. It's not it's not an issue with my phone, it's an issue with the earphone. For some reason when I'm on a call like this, this one disconnects. Yeah. But I can still hear you through this one, so Oh, it's just in case it ran out of battery as well. Well, they've been charging for ages, so that I sh they shouldn't have fucking run out of battery. No, I'm on about your phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my phone's plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So, uh, it's going to be third time lucky, isn't it, Liam? I've tried recording yeah, this a few times. We're, we have struggled. Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, up, up to this point, what have we struggled with? Because <laughs> it's not been me, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's been a bit of a, a team effort. If we're going to do this uh, as a as a duo, we can't just blame. Yeah, each I guess when things go wrong. You're only as good as the as the weakest link, aren't People you? you work with. <laughs> <laughs> shocking, absolutely shocking. So let's uh, let's let's just hope this one goes all right. So. I wonder if that's how Alan St. Maximan feels about the entire rest of the Newcastle side. <laughs> I don't really, I'm not really keeping up with football much. Mm. Just my fantasy team. So sometimes I'm like hoping Newcastle will just have a draw or something. <laughs> I, I don't understand it because obviously like, I mean, for me, the Premier League at the minute is so unpredictable. Mm. And I don't know why people bother even doing it. Like, it's because it's like, even people who get all the points, where's the victory in it? Because it's like, you didn't you didn't know that those players were going to like... Like, for example, Ozil. Ozil's done nothing at Arsenal for so many years, and people thought that when he came to Arsenal, he was going to be the biggest signing ever. And then you've got Calvert-Lewin up front for Everton, who was like a nothing player a couple of seasons ago, and he scored yeah. like almost in every game he's played, or he might have scored in every game he's played. Yeah, but so like, I just think that... like The consistent points come from the ones who perform every season there is a bit of skill in it yeah like I'm rubbish at it <laughs> nah I just I feel like it, it is a tiny lucky like my friend he's got Calvert-Lewin up front as his captain mm -hmm. um, and then he's got like another player in his side that's got loads of points but that's like you wouldn't have thought yeah. would have done that well um, and he's like oh I knew it like I He's like, from from your time playing football manager and this, and I'm like, mate, like, you haven't got a fucking clue what you're talking about, man. Like, you, I don't care what anyone says, you didn't know Calvert-Lewin was going to have the start he has. Like. Right, so, welcome to Book Club for Idiots, where we talk about fantasy football. <laughs> uh, no, where we, basically, we read, a, we read an old book every week or two weeks, probably two weeks, because... Liam can't read. And then we just talk about it, don't we, Liam? <laughs> we do, yeah. Are you sick of this book yet? I'm, I'm absolutely fed up with it. Like, <laughs> right, what book are we doing? Like, what book are we doing? Uh, of Mice and Men. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. This is... I'm guessing it's the only book you've ever read, but it's certainly one of the only books I've ever read. Yeah, it is. I think, I think it is actually the only book I've ever read. <laughs> 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 well, apart from that one, apart from that one about when the the caterpillar turns into the butterfly, I, I read that one a few times as a as a youngster. But uh... <laughs> we'll be experts at this book by now, surely. Well, we're about yeah. to find out, aren't we? So shall I jump? I'm gonna, in? I'm, shall I jump into some I'm questions? Find our me? English teachers on uh, on social media and just <laughs> make sure give them some it. advice. Yeah, yeah. They'll hate this. 
<laughs> so the, usually the idea is we read a book we've never read before and uh, I was going to say critique it, but <laughs> maybe just talk about it for five just minutes take, and then talk about yeah, something else. Just, uh, but, just take the piss out of it for a solid <laughs> hour and a half. But we just chose this one to make it easy on us for the first episode, even though when this is the third time we'll try to record it. Right, so Liam, uh, I want to jump in at the first question. What do you think about the way George treats Lenny? So the relationship between them, what do you think about that? I think he's quite condescending. I, I, it's, that's something that I pick up through the book. He's like, I don't know. Do you think he bums him? I think he bums him. <laughs> I do, I think he bums him. <laughs> when he's angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell me about the web, it's George. Okay, face the other way, then he bend over. And you promise you're going to yeah. let me turn the rabbits? Yeah, just stay still. <laughs> uh, truly living off the fat of the land. That is, yeah. <laughs> Right, let's go back to the bit where you said he's condescending. <laughs> Why is he condescending? I just feel like he's quite... Um, just, I don't know, I just personally feel like I've been in a similar position many a time to, uh, <laughs> to, to Lenny, so I, I sympathise with how that feels, you know. I was hoping you would say that, because I was thinking <laughs> it's basically how I treat you sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. And and I think that I think that like maybe uh, maybe kind of subconsciously it's it's very easy for George to blame things on Lenny like do you know, like because yeah. you, you do this to me like I'm stupid and nine times out of ten things that happen are my fault that yeah. go wrong in our friendship but when that one time it's actually your fault it still ends up being me that gets <laughs> the blame because you're like actually I can just blame Liam yeah. on this and then. Everyone will just believe me. Yeah. <laughs> You're very right, to be fair. Although, <laughs> can you name a single thing that's happened between us or to do with us that's been my fault and not your fault? That pause, I didn't just leave that. I didn't extend that pause. That was a real pause. He can't think of anything. <laughs> there was the time you gave me the Rocky that had nuts in. It, right, but it didn't add when that's in, did it? <laughs> that's not the point that I'm so, making, though. You're allergic to nuts, yeah. And we, <laughs> yeah. I gave, I gave you a Rocky. And what did you do? <laughs> well, you were really concerned. You seemed really concerned that it, it had nuts in, and you were asking me repeatedly, like, "Does this have nuts in?" So obviously, that just kind of gave me the idea. Well, I'm gonna just fake a total anaphylactic shock in the middle of Forest Hall Shopping Centre. So, uh, so we went on the corner and I collapsed in the middle of the street. <laughs> <laughs> collapsed on the floor and then you were <laughs> running around trying to get help. <laughs> oh. You know, that's a terrible thing to do to someone, like an actually horrible, <laughs> disgusting thing to do to someone. It's not as bad as giving someone a nut allergy a chocolate bar with nuts in it. It didn't have nuts in. <laughs> that's, that's the point. It didn't have nuts in. So, but if you were certain, if you were certain that it didn't have nuts in, 
that scenario would never have occurred because he would have known that I was joking. So, so really, your lack of research. My research was, was Liam, does this have nuts in? No, I've had them before. Are you sure? Yeah. That was my research. You've got to be careful of your sources. Yeah, I think because it, you're an idiot. We, you're a Lenny <laughs> and I'm a George. <laughs> <laughs> I think but the problem is a... you have a bit of... Uh, you have a bit of George in you. <laughs> I'm not talking about the plumbing you brought up earlier. <laughs> right. So let's try and keep this one to do with the book. <laughs> so in terms of our relationship, Liam, I want another example of when I've been a George and you've been a Lenny. So in this sort of condescending way. It's not really specific, is it? It's more just like a general attitude <laughs> of of <laughs> of Liam. You're pathetic, <laughs> and 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 I and I, Reuben Brown, um, the pinnacle of man. See, a lot of people say that to me. Not like that I am the pinnacle of man, but that I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say, "Nah, I, I'm, 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 I don't think you're like that, really." I think um, you're just saying it for. I them. think you've just gotten. No, no. I, I think you, you've probably just gotten used to you digging me out of difficult yeah. situations, yeah, I... and na- and now and now it's kind of it's so routine that even when, like. I am totally self-sufficient. You just have that disbelief that, yeah. like, yeah. I keep asking if you need I money and stuff, okay. don't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Like, I'm trying to support you. <laughs> oh well, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Christ, we are Lenny and George, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me that story again. <laughs> well, one day, Liam, we're gonna. We're going to go on Britain's Got Talent. and <laughs> I should probably explain that bit as well, actually. So... <laughs> tell, me, tell, me about, tell me about the Simon Cowell, Ruben. Tell me so about I, the Simon I used to have a, have a paper round, and Liam used to do it with me. Uh, it took about an hour and a half every day, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And we just because to... we took... We, we just took so long doing it. <laughs> yeah, because we, we just used to talk about, like... The music would be right in, and the the dream of <laughs> it's <laughs> I can't even say, it. say it. Yeah, <laughs> you say it. <laughs> uh, see, there's a, there's another example of Lenny and George what? pushing pushing uh, difficult tasks onto someone with with no appreciation for social awkwardness. <laughs> what? George does not put any tasks on Lenny. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Name one. Yeah, he does. Like the time he tells him to go and pull the hair of that lass and then strangle it. Oh, right, we're going to come to that. I've got a question about that because, anyway, back back to the paper rounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what we're we talking about? The, the, what we used to talk about, like our dream. Oh, Simon. Yeah, well, I have links with um, some of the people that uh, that are on X Factor, like quite high up, like the what? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Liam. I have. So you're telling me that we used to do a paper round together, talk about our dream of going on some talent show and making it big. And I'm just finding out now that you have links with the people who do X Factor and Britain's Got Talent. I can't remember who, what her first name was. Right, that's not a link, is it? Something. No, it is, yeah. It's it's like something, something Muir, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely not a link. You can't say that. I know exactly what you're trying to do, Liam. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the perfect time to move on to the next question. (laughs) Hey, big spender. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I want to get into a bit of a, a deeper issue. So this is a bit of a lengthy question. So if you just listen to me, I've re- actually had to write it down so so I get all the points across can, the one who before I ask you a question. So you can ready? you use small words? Yeah, don't worry, I've put it in Liam's language. Good. Right, so, uh, it's about Curly's wife. Okay, so I'm just going to start reading it now. Curly's wife Mm -hmm. is portrayed as a whore. As far as I can tell, her name isn't even mentioned in the entire book. Uh, Steinbeck expertly tackles an unhappy marriage, a a repressed sexuality, in a time when gender roles and attitudes towards women were quite frankly appalling. And when she'd finally built up the courage to explore herself with Lenny, to temporarily free herself from Curly's misogynist grip she's killed uh, quite unceremoniously so with all that in mind Liam here's my question how big do you think her tits were (laughs) 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 Uh, I I, I think that uh, she has I think she's got big tits yeah, I think she's, I think she's very perky and 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 large. I agree. <laughs> you agree? Yeah, I agree. Mm. I would say they're they're probably quite big. Uh, <laughs> in seriousness, how do you feel about the way she's treated in this book? So the way she's written for a start, and the way that the characters treat her. Um. Well, I think she brings it on herself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you not think that... Oh, right, I've got some work to do here, don't I? Do, do, do you not think that she's the victim of a time? She had a dream that she almost fulfilled, but she couldn't because her mum wouldn't let her, and then she's stuck in this, this dead-end life with this horrible husband. You know, women back then were expected to marry, expected to be obedient. Do you not think that... She's a product. The good old days. Oh my god! You know I'm going to leave this in because <laughs> I know you're trying to wind me up. <laughs> but what I'm hoping is your employers, when they listen to this, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> what do you actually think? I think that women are very valuable in society. Okay. So. Great, but what a less generic, more about Curly's wife. So stop trying to make up for everything you just said. <laughs> Give me an answer to the question. <laughs> you should be a bloody politician. 
<laughs> um, I think that. I, I do think I do think she 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 kind of she does navigate the situation though a bit, doesn't she? Subtly. Yeah, I know what you mean. She does. Um, she does play a, a game in a sense. But she has to, I think. I think that uh, I think that Curly is controlled by her in a lot of ways. Yeah, in a good way, like because she is sort of waistband. She represses the because he's a horrible man, isn't he? So does she sort of repress the worst bits of him? Oh well, I was meaning like forcing him to wear Vaseline on his hand in that book. <laughs> <laughs> Christ <laughs> but I mean yeah that's all sure well, I don't know why I'm single but I, I know why you're single <laughs> <laughs> you don't actually think that a Vaseline soaked hand is a good thing for a woman do you uh, I mean so I'm asking what what what's the point of a Vaseline drenched hand well it's it smells quite nice I suppose <laughs> <laughs> I always get confused between Vaseline and Vicks Vapor Rub do you know the, the thing you put on your chest <laughs> so I, I'm pretty he, sure I'm pretty sure he was he would um, coated his hand in chest rub <laughs> yeah this is what I'm saying. At, like at school, I always used to get like confused when when we were reading this book and think, his his, you must be able to smell his fucking hand throughout the whole of the fucking farm. And why why wasn't he calmer? <laughs> it's great. He's just like I was thinking. Do you know what? I bet everyone it just goes out on a more just the best fresh fresh air you've ever had in their We lives. think, why do they hate him so much? Yeah. <laughs> when he's coming around, just easing their chest pain. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Do you think that's what? Do you think that's what Jesus did? To heal people, he used to just have fixed vapor up on his hand and go on. And when he touched them, they just be. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I feel so much better, Jesus. <laughs> you think Jesus was just a time tra- traveler with <laughs> with chest rubber? <laughs> right. So, what do you actually think about? Uh, the way Curly's wife's portrayed. Yeah, well, she's obviously um, portrayed as though like she was viewed as not being good for anything other than mm-hmm. uh, the physical aspect. Being a woman. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's written like that, or it's or it's written uh, in a way that the, the characters view her like you just said, but the story implies she's she's a victim. I think like the uh, the good thing about the the book is that it doesn't obviously because it's with it being a story it doesn't necessarily pass judgment necessarily on yeah um what went on mm-hmm. but it more just kind of highlights the way things were because that is yeah. the way things yeah. were um and I think that's quite powerful because just how real the book is 
mm-hmm. in a sense, is is like a really direct route to what's actually going on. Because it's like I feel like when you have kind of there's a lot of kind of like um, like activists and um, things now, which is all very necessary. But sometimes it's difficult to appreciate what they're saying because it's, it all sounds like opinion. Right. Whereas yeah. when you're faced with bare fact, you can't really argue against that. Yeah. So I think the book does that really well because nobody can argue that that's, yeah. that's what it was it's, like. It's just honest on. about what, what went on. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't hide anything. It tells us a story and, and makes you feel the characters around that and independent of that. Is that, is yeah. that what you're saying? So, like for example, when it like it uses the word nigger and stuff, like that that's an honest representation of what would happen then. But yeah, by exactly. doing that, I feel, I feel more. I feel sorry for crooks. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it's not, it's it, exactly it, yeah, it, that's... It, it makes me go, oh my, oh my goodness, the, you know, I, I almost forgot that that's how black people were treated back then you know mm. yeah definitely it's um it's certainly an eye-opener just the, the brutality of the honesty in the yeah in the book i think did we just have a, a meaningful conversation there yeah i was that... yeah <laughs> i can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> wow right i've got another serious question i guess i've written this one down as well because when I want to get someone across to you to try and influence, not influence your answer, but get certain things out of you, I'll, I'll, I'll write it down. So it's, it's, it's called manipulation. Yeah, when I want to manipulate you into saying something, <laughs> when I want to basically manipulate you into saying something that won't uh, get you arrested, <laughs> I'll write the question down. Right, so this one's about Carlson. Uh, so here it is. Carlson is portrayed as a, a man's man. He seems to be unfeeling, cold, tough. Uh, to the point where he can't even understand why George is upset after he has to kill Lenny. Um, and the book tackles issues such as the treatment of women and minorities, but if we look at Carlson, it has a lot to say about the treatment of men by other men. So with that in mind, Liam, uh, how big do you think Curly's wife's tits are? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, seriously. <laughs> what do you think about the the way the men treat each other in in this book? <laughs> I um, I disagree with what you just said there. Really? Yeah, because I don't I don't I think that I don't think that it's just men. I think the well, reason no, maybe that wait, sorry go what on. comes from the book is that uh, obviously there is there's only one female character. Mm-hmm. I don't know what gender the mouse was. But um, <laughs> <laughs> there's only one female character in the book, um, so all of the oppression towards Carson comes from men. But that is due to so just you, just because the ratio of men to women in the book. Yeah, just yeah, the circumstances. But yeah, I think I don't think it's necessarily trying to highlight. Um, I could be wrong, but I, my opinion is that I don't think it's highlighting the oppression from men towards men i think it's just the general oppression on or the pressure the pressurization on on men to mm-hmm. be men 
And I don't think that that just comes from men. I think that comes from women as well. I, I think that, unfortunately, g gender roles aren't just, like, men don't just push gender roles onto women. Yeah. And women don't just push gender roles onto men. It's kind of like everybody thinks yeah. or has thought previously that there are certain expectations that each ge like each gender should live up to. And if you don't do that, it's not just the men that kick off. Like, women do as well. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And obviously not, not all women and not all men, but it's just people People have, have, have developed this like this idea of what a man and a woman looks like. Uh -huh. And when a man or a woman doesn't doesn't meet up to that, then that's not good enough. But that's not that's not. Um, I don't think that's specific to men. Yeah, um, no, that's a good point. So let's think about the the context of the book, though, because th this is men treating men in a certain way. So what what would you have to say about the the way that uh, loneliness and and friendship is sort of explored through that group of men? Yeah, obviously, the, I think there's not one person in the book that isn't isolated. They're all isolated. Yeah, yeah. yeah isolation's a really uh, important topic in, in this book, I think, yeah. This has been a bit mm. serious now, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting, though, isn't it? Because I think, um, like, if you kind of... The first time you read the book, it's obvious what it's about. Mm -hmm. Or you might, you might maybe, at first glance notice the oppression awards crooks and curly's yeah, wife because yeah. those are the main two really but then i think when you kind of when you when you read it more like certainly this kind of second time i read it, it was it kind of highlighted to me and then talking about it to you as well it's highlighted that like there wasn't like everybody at that time was kind of going through yeah yeah obviously some some more than others but like everybody was kind of oppressed at that time yeah um so, right. yeah, no, but as, as much as we were coming away from kind of like the slave slave trade, um, which is one of, if not the worst atrocity that man has ever kind of created. Yeah. Um, like, it, and, and, and at that time, black people were, were really heavily discriminated against. Um, so I'm not saying that the discrimination towards black people was as what was it was as severe as the oppression towards white people because it simply wasn't but that doesn't do, mean do to say mean, that white do you mean that the other men way weren't oppressed i just want to make sure do, yeah i didn't uh, yeah well i was kind of making a comparison but i wasn't yeah so obviously the black black people were more heavily yeah, discriminated yeah. against I than white people. yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um like it's to me it's like Everybody at that time was was oppressed, and yeah. I think now it's the same. I think everybody is now as well. Yeah. There's different levels, but uh, yeah, I think that it, it does a the book does a good job of exploring all of them really, and it does a yeah, good job does. of exploring them on the appropriate level as well. Because, like you said, it's it's easier to see the the oppression of Curly's wife and, and Crooks in the book at first glance because it's more obvious, mm -hmm. and in the context, it's more obvious as well. But uh, there's there's a subtext of uh, loneliness as well. That yeah, you have to look more deeply for, and that applies obviously to Curly's wife and the crooks, if not more yeah. than it applies to the men. But it does apply to the men as well. 
Mm. Mm. Uh, that leads us nicely onto a question I was going to do later, Liam, but I'll do it now. So uh, this this might be a bit personal for you, Liam. Uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and I shouldn't laugh, but I'm going to laugh because you know we've had a good time about it, haven't we? Sorry, my mic uh, is squeaking for some reason. It's my headphones. Oh, sorry. I'm 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 quite uh, I'm quite nervous about what this question's going to be. To be honest, so. <laughs> The question is, Liam, for all intents and purposes, Lenny and, <laughs> Lenny and George are out there. They're homeless, aren't they, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. My uh, question to you is, uh, <laughs> how does this book remind you of all your experiences as a tramp? <laughs> Specifically, obviously, I didn't live on a farm, so I can't. Well, I before can't they were on really... the farm, they were they were homeless, weren't they? They were travelling around looking for work, as yeah. as a lot of people in the south of America had to do in those days. Mm-hmm. So, what about that? Does that remind you of any uh, experiences? Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> time that uh that i stayed at yours was was quite an eventful oh yeah was quite, quite an eventful week i guess this is one of our lenny and george stories isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah so just just for the uh for the two people that are listening to this um the, by the way the uh, two people listening already know about it because one will be my mom <laughs> <laughs> I can guarantee that my parents won't be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so, um, how many years ago, do you reckon? Five, six oh, years ago? Six years ago. Yeah. Um, Ruben was kind enough to allow me to stay uh, at his house uh, in, a, in, a, in a great time of need. <laughs> um, and you went on holiday... Uh, was it was with your partner at the time on it yeah. on all day, um, so I was staying at his house, but it was just me, his br- <laughs> his brothers and his mum and dad. <laughs> oh. It was really bad news, man. <laughs> you stayed in my uh, because, loft, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, I I, I was I was kind of I was a nervous character as it was, um, but. In that situation, man. I mean, it was obviously like I'm forever grateful for the help that you gave me and mm-hmm. that your family gave us. Is there anything but, you're not grateful um, for, though? Uh, not that I'm not grateful for, <laughs> but <laughs> there was there was a uh, there was one specific event. Um. Well, it was actually, it was the last event, wasn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of what sealed the deal, really, in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, where 
I one night decided just that I was gonna, well, I mean, have have a mental breakdown really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so so I, so I did just that, and I was really ill. Like I, I took really ill on the night, and um, I remember like almost passing out coming down the loft ladders um, and your mum obviously hearing <laughs> this gets more embarrassing every time I tell it this story you had to wake my mum up <laughs> it's horrific <laughs> what happened next go on. Oh. so yeah so I did just that like a, like a child would do with their with their parents I woke, I woke your mum up and said, oh, I, I really don't feel very well. I, I think I need to go to hospital. What um, a bed, Ruben's mum. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I proceeded to say that I was going to call an ambulance and for them not to worry, I just really wasn't very well. But then your mum, they said, well, I'll just take you to the hospital. So, mm-hmm. so... Your mum was going to take me, but then your dad said, actually, no, I'll take him. So your dad, was it? I can't remember how that happened. No, your mum took me. Your mum took me to to Cramlin. And bearing in mind, this is what, half past three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I can see how embarrassed oh, you are. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> And that that doesn't happen often, but whoa, man, this is bad crap. <laughs> so so yeah, so um, went to uh, went to the hospital with Ruben's mom, oh. and then um, and then kind of your mom and Richard kind of swapped roles. <laughs> so <laughs> so your so your mom left, and Richard kind of was past the button. Richard is Ruben's dad, um, uh, and then I remember just sat in the room in the hospital room and uh, the the, the Let's guy call it the from ward. the hospital, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> started like asking me questions about like I sobbed in front of yeah. your dad. I oh I was in hysterics. <laughs> that in changes the story a lot because. <laughs> What my dad did after <laughs> it was heartless. So. No, well, I, I understand the, um, I understand the, the kind of confusion, but basically, uh, this is where the story takes a bit, a bit of a dark turn. <laughs> but my mum, upon hearing that I was at the hospital, rather than come to the hospital to, uh, to check that I was all right, uh, decided to to go to your house. <laughs> <laughs> decided to go to your house and uh and basically just just talk loads of shit to to, to your mum and dad mm-hmm. and say that like I, I wasn't homeless and that I could live with them and um and then what so, she went to visit you then didn't she what did she say but before but before before she visited me the next thing I know, the next visitor I have, bearing in mind, <laughs> just after I'd had a brain scan, so I, I had a I had a I had a CT scan on my brain. 
<laughs> and then and I'd just been wheeled back into my room and your dad is just waiting there <laughs> with, with, with all of my bags with all, the, <laughs> with all of my bags and he basically said your mum's been around <laughs> she's told us you can live with her so like basically you, you're out <laughs> and just kind of put her bags on the floor and left and then and then, like a, like the brave stallion she is, my uh, my mother rocks up to um, to the hospital wielding a, a sausage roll as a sword, saying, "Oh, I've got you a sausage roll, Liam. Can I, can I come in?" <laughs> and I'd I'd told the wards strictly, like, if my parents turn up to this hospital, I'll tell them I'd, I don't want to see them, yeah. because I knew I knew what the crack was going to be. So anyway, I I give in. She comes in. Um, and my ex at the time also turns up and she was rotten as all Um, so she turns up my mum and this girl and her parents all have this scrap in the corridor outside my room so I'm just sat in my room with this sausage roll my bags on the floor and my my mum and my girl what was girlfriend at the time and her parents having a fight outside that sausage roll would have had to last you a while a few months wouldn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it, it was green by the time I finished that. Um, <laughs> no, um, so, uh, but anyway, my my partner and her family go, um, and then my mum comes into the room and said, she the words she says to me so are, uh, so, son, where do you think you're going to go then? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where are you going to go? Nothing beats a mother's um, love, does it? I just... <laughs> And I just, I was like, I, I, I had somewhere to go. I was staying somewhere. Fair enough, it was temporary, but like, I I was on, I was putting myself on the council list. I was going to get a house and that. But no, no. It's, it's... So not not only did she scupper where I was staying, but she'd also told the hospital that I could stay with her. So now I was on, I, I couldn't be on the council list anymore because she told the hospital. So she basically just shit all over everything, she, uh, and then, and then it bought me out of the fucking sausage roll. <laughs> to be fair, and, and I, I said, bet you took it. <laughs> I, I did, yeah, of course I did. But she, um, but she, but it's just like I said. Well, like you, you've said, like you said to Ruben's parents that I could stay with you, and she was like, oh well, like son, you know, there's not enough room at mine. Like, <laughs> there's not enough room at yours where you were living previously. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what has she done? Converted it into like some art studio or something. <laughs> she this is my just, creative like, room now. <laughs> we have no just, room for my birth child. <laughs> just chopped off the room and just fucking disposed of it. Yeah. So that that was that was that. Um but actually shortly after that, um I actually uh the the next kind of best thing was what well, I was on the streets for quite a while from that point. But me and you didn't Sorry. see each other for a long time, did we? <laughs> me and you didn't see each other for quite a while. Yeah. I, I I saw you. Next time I saw you was about oh, it must have been a year later. Yeah. yeah. On a train. Yeah, on a train. Yeah. I was going to Durham. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was going to Durham as well. Well, we were on the same train, so that makes perfect sense. <laughs> on the same train, um, but on very different paths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was. Wait, where are you going, Liam? Oh. <laughs> I'm just going there. 
I'm just going to the, the college in Durham Ruben. Oh, Liam, why have you got your sleeping bag? Because <laughs> that's where I'm sleeping. <laughs> oh, and next uh, week we will have a few more stories of Liam's time being homeless. Because <laughs> trust me, you do not want to miss them. <laughs> Right, uh, so we've had a bit of fun there, Liam. Let's get back to the book. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, this is the last question, and I wanted to ask you this because the, pa- the last time we tried to do this, you brought something up which I actually couldn't believe that you actually thought this happened in the book. So I want to talk about when Curly's wife dies, okay? So I was just having a quick read through the book, and in my copy, there's... At the end of every chapter, there's like a notes page because this must be the, the copy you get like in school and it asks you loads of questions and stuff. And one of the questions is, mm. and I, I can't actually believe this because this is not open for interpretation like you think it is. It says, how do you think Curly's wife actually died? He raped her. D- no. I, ca- I can't believe you think this. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Ruben. Right. Just put yourself for a moment in Lenny's shoes. Right. Right? Though they may be way too big for you. Just imagine. <laughs> I've got He's... I've got notoriously tiny feet, so <laughs> any shoes too big. <laughs> what 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 size feet do you think I have gone? Eight? No. Nope. Uh, uh like smaller? Yeah. Seven and a half? Smaller. Seven. Smaller. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm just jealous because you can shop in the women's section. <laughs> Six and a half. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> wow. To that's... be fair though, I actually prefer women's shoes, I think. I might start buying women's shoes. Yeah. I prefer the way they look. Yeah, you look really good in those stilettos you had on last week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, actually on this subject... Just quickly, and then we'll go back to the question I asked. What, do you think that there should be men's and women's sections in in shops? I reckon there should be masculine and feminine, like a, a gradient across the shop, going from feminine to masculine. But I think it should, just makes it confusing. No, it doesn't. I reckon they should just get rid of the men and women's section and do it as it, like masculine, feminine, feminine. But then, what? Where's the fucking bras going again? The feminine. Oh. Do you know what I mean? So it's basically still the same, but it's just changed to, to encourage people to. So rather than rather than it being black and white, it's more greys. Yeah, well, there's a grey bit in the middle, I guess. So like for t-shirts, so for example, you get more feminine fit t-shirts for a more womanly body or whatever. So, but where's all the reds and the blues going to go? What? Oh, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> right, forget it. I was trying to be. No, well, Modern I, 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 I understand, yeah, I understand the, um, I understand the, I understand. Okay. Well, I wouldn't wear a dress, but I'd wear women's trainers. Yeah, me too. I'd wear women's trainers as well. And, I, uh, I prefer women's trainers. I think they, yeah. they look better. And back in the day, lads used to buy uh, girls' skinny jeans because they were tighter fit. Do you remember? Mm. In my, uh, just going back to the homeless days, I when I used to get... <laughs> clothes donated this is bad this is just people who listen to this i'm not in this predicament anymore by the way 
Um, I just don't wear clothes now. Um, but, but you kept the dress. Back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I used to get like clothes given to me, and um, and like a lot of the time I'd wear like like jeggings, which and they're mm. comfortable. Je- jeggings yeah. are are comfortable. Yeah. Like so, yeah, go for it. Anyway, so you think Curly's wife was horribly raped and killed? <laughs> All I'm saying is, the point I'm making is Lenny is only human. And if you've got a lass there, right? But think about this, right? Even the most I, it, mentally it, deranged person, right? If you're, if you're, if you're there with this girl, yeah? Yeah. She's been, she's been showing you a bit of attention. She's been sticking her boobs out. She's game. But... And 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 you've been you've been on the ranch all day. You're a big strapping lad, probably got a cock the size of her fucking whole body, yeah. And and she's just she's lying there on this hay bale. She's got nice curly hair. She's got this nice dress on, probably low cut, probably low cut dress. Yeah. She's like nice and tight on the on the waist, and then and then uh, sorry, I've got a bit of a boner here. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then a, a nice kind of frilly skirt. And and he's it's probably like above the knee, you know. Right. Just, yeah, uh, I get the point. But and, what's and, yours? And he, and he's and he's he's there, yeah. And and she's showing him this attention, and and he's like feeling like a dress, feeling this dress, you know, like along the along the trim, and then he's like feeling her hair, and she's lying there. Mm-hmm. Liam, are you telling me? <laughs> are you telling me he's not gonna, he's he's not gonna grab her hair, and just fucking. Give her a good wallion from back. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's. Th- and I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. It, this. I'm, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I'm just saying that, like, you can't tell me that things went as they did, and he didn't put his cock in her. Right. Okay. A few things to pick up on there, Liam. <clears throat> One is you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> if if he did, as you eloquently said stick his dick inside her then it would have 100% been consensual because that's what she was going for yeah yeah so you, yeah so, you're no, not, I agree. so I want to make it clear because you're not clear enough you are not talking about rape there when you say I am in Lenny's case you are but in the general case you're not no 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 I'm right. not saying that I would rape someone yeah because it sounded a lot like you were saying oh that, yeah right? So I'm just oh, want to bring yeah. it back and say that I don't think that's what you're saying. I think you're saying no, so, so, that she wanted to have sex. Let me finish. And that and that you would expect 99% of men to have have given that to her. Yeah, but right. I don't think it. I don't think it began as rape. This is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So c- next time, can you start with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it began as rape, but I think that, like, the sex got too violent. Yeah. And uh, he breaks a neck. Right. Okay. Start with that. Yeah. Because, and, and I'm not, I'm not actually taking the piss here. I'm being genuinely serious. Like, I do think for me, it's like kind of even though it's not, like I think that an issue at that time. In. Um, because there was a lot of characters already in the book, mm-hmm. I think that to have just one character in there for the sake of presenting the rape culture that existed back then would have been too much. 
So oh, to okay. then use right. another character subtly in a way to present the issue of rape culture right. back then where women were treated as though Interesting. basically like slabs of meat. Like I think that I do I honestly strongly believe that uh, that's what Steinbeck is, is getting at there. Basically that like this girl has presented herself in a certain way and allowed Lenny to go to a certain extent with her by touching her hair mm-hmm. and touching her dress. So the kind of so a the start of a sexual yeah. And but then he then doesn't stop when she says to stop. Right. Okay. And so then that's that a really life. deep, insightful, intelligent, reading between the lines sort of monologue he just did there. And I don't know how to edit this in so it makes you not look like a dick for what you said before. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm deciding to just leave it as it is. (laughs) Oh dear. There'll be some bleeps. (laughs) No, I agree. I actually agree. Um, I don't don't think that that's actually what happened, but I think that Steinbeck might have used that scenario as a metaphor for for what you just said. So I don't think it actually Mm. happened. Right, but okay. I think, but it's a metaphor. Yeah. But I think what you're saying is true. But I also think the the rape culture is um, sort of explored through Curly anyway, in a similar way because mm. it's not explicitly said. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not like. It's not definitely. I think to be honest, I personally feel like the control and abusive side of the relationship mm-hmm. is more shown through Curly. Yeah. Whereas the the kind of sexual predatory like um ways of well generally like men's perception back then yeah and sometimes now is portrayed yeah yeah as well well that was through uh, uh, through, through the... <laughs> <laughs> through what liam through through lenny <laughs> <laughs> right so let's just conclude here so <laughs> Liam was a, a homeless person, and that's reflected through uh, George and Lenny. Uh, Liam thinks Lenny's a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was also some good points that we made about the loneliness uh, between the men and the oppression of Curly's wife and Crooks. But I can't remember that for the life of me because all I can think about now is that you think Lenny is a sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, but but oh. but based on but based on like what we were saying though about how like like Lenny and the way that he kind of acted with mm-hmm. Curly's wife, like the way that kind of like I don't know the the their relationship was developing and maybe Curly's wife, how how she maybe promoted their relationship with other mm-hmm. people, how, like, based on that, like, how big do you think her tits were? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Thank you for listening to Book Club for Idiots. We've got, a, we've got another section coming up, but that concludes the, <laughs> the uh, discussion around the book. <laughs> Okay, so we've just done a quite insightful review of a book. I say insightful because it's revealed a lot about you, I think. Uh, what's the next section we're going to do? 
We're going to do this um, every week. So, yeah, truth and lie. It's it's uh, we one of us tells a a story which is a lie, and then also a story that is a truth, and then the other person, the listener, has got to then guess which yeah. of the stories is truth and which is a lie. Yeah. So uh, we we tried this the last couple of weeks, um, and yeah, I think it worked quite well. I was, really, <laughs> I was in stitches at your stories last week. Obviously, you can't really use them again. I'll put them as like bonus content if uh, if if you'd like that, Mum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd, based on what the stories were, I don't <laughs> yeah, think maybe that not you actually. Would. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so Liam's gonna, Liam went last week, but he's going to go again. Well, last week. I mean, this is the first week for everyone listening. So Liam's going to go this week. I'll go next week. Liam will go, you know, we'll alternate. So Liam, what are your two stories? Tell us the two punchlines and then we'll start. Um, so I once pushed Andy Carroll's child on a swing. That's <laughs> ex and current Newcastle United centre forwards. Yeah, okay. Um, that's Andy Carroll, yeah. Um, just in case you thought it was some random bloke called Andy Carroll. Um, <laughs> and then the other one is I once attended the Memorial of Christ's death uh, sitting next to ex Sunderland striker Josie Altador. <laughs> well, one of them's a lie, and I wonder where he got the inspiration from, <laughs> i.e., the other one. <laughs> so let's start with let's start with the Andy Carroll story. One of them's <clears throat> a lie. What do you mean? How 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 is the other one a lie? I'm... One of the sto- which one do you think is a lie? No, I'm you saying, said one of them was a No, I'm saying that one of them has to be a lie, doesn't it? Oh, right. And okay, what I'm saying right, is, sorry. because yeah. they both have to do with, with footballers, I can see right. how you just made the other one up. <laughs> Jesus right, Christ. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's not the Andy Carroll story, the Jesus Christ one. Oh, shut up. <laughs> right, let's start with the Andy Carroll one. Okay. Um. <laughs> why? <laughs> So um, it was. We were at a park well, near yeah, Jesmond. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just making sure that you know it wasn't in my back garden. Um, <laughs> um, no, so we were at a park. It was the one near Jesmond. You know the one that's got the um, like the animals pet corner pets corner thing. Jasmine Dean. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but there's a park not too far from there. It's oh, like right, a, yeah. just a little one. Um, yeah, they're, they're tiny little we're park the... where all the all the local celebrities go to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he was there. He's obviously just. I don't think he was like massively well known at the time. Right. Um, he was only kind of just starting out, but it was obviously me and my siblings there, uh, and I I was pushing one of my siblings on this swing, mm-hmm. and um, my other sibling was fighting with this child over the swing. Right. And it, Alfie my sibling Alfie and he ended up actually like pushing this child off the swing like and the child like hit the deck and like started proper crying Um, and then out of the corner of my eye I just saw Andy Carroll (laughs) run over (laughs) and I was like what the fuck
<laughs> so obviously, I I felt really guilty here. Yeah. Um, but Andy Carroll also had like a really young child that he was kind of looking after. Um. Wait. So. And who was this child that your brother was picking on? Not Andy Carroll's child. Yeah, yeah, it was, but he has, like, two, so he's got, like, an older child, oh, and right, then, yeah. like, but he had, like, a really young child that he was looking after, and it was, it, he's, like, whoever wasn't there, it was just him. Yeah. So, so he's looking after this child, and mm-hmm. I say, like, oh, like, Alfie, say sorry kind of thing, and Alfie, like, apologises, mm-hmm. and, and, like, uh, Andy Carroll's, like, kind of, like, cleaning off his, his child's, like, knees or whatever, uh, and he's, like, trying to push this bairn on the swing whilst like looking after his other bairn who's yeah. now crying because he can't play on the other bits so I uh, I uh, offer to oh, yeah. uh, to push his child on the swing at the same time as pushing my brother and um, we, we just got we got chatting I asked him if he was going to come to Sunderland and he laughed at me and that was it <laughs> <laughs> wow what a story I hope that's mm. true <laughs> <laughs> right your other one yeah, I once attended the memorial of Christ's death, sitting next to Josie Altador. Right, so I didn't know who Josie Altador was until you said he was a Sunderland striker. So he must have been. He's good. the one that everyone skits because he, he didn't. He, he never scored in the Premier League. He used to play for Hull as well. Right. But then he played for us, and um, and he he did that marvelous back heel against Newcastle to set up uh, Jack Cole back right. in one of the many times we beat you three 0 But he's a striker, and he's never yeah. scored. He, he was he was rubbish. He was rubbish. But he 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 was really a winger. But because he was big, he like Decanio decided to play him as a. Oh, it wasn't Decanio. It was Poye. Decided to play him as a uh, centre forward. So. Right. Interesting. Okay. So, what's the memorial of Christ's death? So Easter. Obviously, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, like Easter time. Um, it's like what was the Passover? But basically, it's just like you sit. Like and pass wine and bread to like the people next year. Is this an Italian uh, restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> no, so like this bre- this bread means my body. This wine means my blood. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> just quoting the scriptures. So I'm uh, guessing we should Joseph do the Bible next week. We should Jehovah's do the Bible for the book review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might um, be here a while. Is he a Jehovah's Witness then? No, he, he, he's not. No, um, but his mum is. His mum is a Jehovah's Witness, uh, but she's from America. So basically, what what how it went was, um, I got in there early, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like my job to kind of like see people in and like sit them down, make sure they were kind of comfortable or whatever. Yeah. Um, just like a what would you call it, like a like a meet and greet kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And we had to take numbers just for obviously for fire, like restrictions and stuff to make sure that we had like we knew who was in and like how many people were in the building and stuff. So this woman comes in, um, and I could tell. I ask her if she's okay, as you do with everyone, and she's on her own. She's like, no, I wouldn't say elderly, but like not young. She's like probably like fifties, um, on her own, um, and she's obviously not from. Newcastle because she's got a very broad American accent so right. I start kind of talking to her um, and we just kind of get chatting uh, and, and like she's kind of just hanging around uh, and I say like oh like are you with anyone do you know anyone here and she's like oh no like I'm, I'm just kind of I'm just here but my, my son's uh, here on my own but my son's coming later on mm-hmm. 
and so I said, oh, like, oh, great. Like, uh, well, I mean, I said, like, I'm, I'm sitting here. Like, why don't you kind of sit next to me? If you haven't got any of the material that we're looking through, like, oh, you, you're nice. welcome to share mine. So push comes to shove. Um, I sit down next to this lady and then I turn my fucking head and there's just this man mountain <laughs> just comes through the door. And sits down and says something to his mum, and I thought, I fucking know him. I know, I know who that is. And then halfway through the fucking talk, I almost have a fit because I realise <laughs> that it's Josie Allardock. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I just look at him, and then he, like, smiles, and I, like, look back. <laughs> I'm realising who it is. Um mm. And then at the end, um, my brother got uh, his autograph, but he got he got really wrong off like the people in the, in the in the place for like getting his autograph because oh, yeah, it was like seen as like idolatry big, kind yeah, of. Yeah, they have a big thing about famous people, didn't they? In the Jehovah's yeah, Witness yeah. land, like you're not allowed to be yeah, famous. You, do you remember when? Um, <laughs> do you remember when uh, we used to talk about our band like doing bigger gigs, and uh, you you used to think that you would have to wear a box over your head. <laughs> Because <laughs> you weren't allowed to be famous. <laughs> oh man, I'm embarrassing. I don't know why you you've stuck with me for the, for all this time. There's been so much much opportunity for you to throw me aside. That's I think just... you must be quite disappointed in yourself for. Uh... Uh, it's just pity, isn't it? Really. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, but yeah, he's he's actually a really nice bloke. Um, I, I, he's not. He's not from America, actually. Uh, he's Canadian, so like Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto's Canada, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, and, and, that, and that was it. And like we got chatting. Um, he he followed me on Instagram, and then jo- followed me. All oh, right, I was gonna say a bit of uh, evidence. So, Josie Outdoor followed you on Instagram. Wow. Yeah, and then and then unfollowed me a short while after when he became but, homeless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he unfollowed me when he came past and chucked a few pennies in my uh, in my in, in my hat that was on the side of the street. <laughs> right, I think I should guess now. Mm. So I was believing the Josie Outdoor one, and then you changed from America to Canada. This is tough because the way you introduced Andy Carroll into your first story <laughs> was hilarious. And then out of the corner of my eye, it was Andy Carroll. <laughs> Andy Carroll, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, who, you, who would you prefer to meet out of Andy Carroll and Josie Altador? If, if both of these weren't true, who would you prefer? Josie Altador. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh well, I don't know. It, different, different. I would pick different, like either one of them for different reasons. Obviously, Josie Altador used to play for Sunderland, so mm-hmm. that would be a nice thing to kind of speak about. But Andy Carroll's played for Liverpool in the FA Cup final. He's played in Champions League and the Europa Cup, and he's played in for yeah, like Newcastle. Um, so. yeah. hmm. I am gonna actually make my guess. Because I think I know which one it is. I, 
I'm saying this because my dad has met Shola Amiobi and Sami Amiobi through Christian meetings. <laughs> so footballers go to all these, these like religious meetings in their spare time, especially the ones that aren't from England. So I'm going to go with Josie out the door. I think you met him. You are correct. Yes. <laughs> I nailed that. <laughs> Yeah, I met Josie. I sat next to Josie out the door at uh, uh, Memorial of Christ Dad. A similar um, thing did actually happen with Andy Carroll. Um, <laughs> we but go on. <laughs> we were at a soft play, and um, he was actually with a Sunderland centre back at the time, which was so weird. It was like, and you would this never piece these two together. Is this true? I. I I promise you that this is true. <laughs> why, did, um, why did you save it for another week, you idiot? <laughs> Go on. Well, yeah, I suppose. I thought, because I was thinking maybe I told you this one. And then no, you'd go think on, that... Go on. Oh, I see. So you think I would I would think it was the Andy Carroll story. Yeah, all yeah. Right, if right. I told you before. Yeah. But he was there with Valentin Roberge, which is an, uh, like a, a son and centre-back. But he was like... I, why he was there with him, I have no <laughs> idea. But anyway, um, they were both... They were both at there. Uh, it was some... I can't remember what soft play it was, but um, my brother was playing with his one of his kids mm-hmm. in um, the uh, football, and and out of the corner of my eye did appear Andy Carroll. <laughs> uh, so uh, so, and then I obviously just kind of was breaking up this really bad fight between two four year olds, um, and and yeah, there he was. Wow. So they're yeah. both sort of true, but you just changed the first one a bit. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to live up to that next week, but I'll try. <laughs> Started off on a high. Right. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Okay, so the plan was to end the podcast by compare. Well, you tell them. It was your idea. Go on. Well, I thought we could have done... Uh... A food comparison. Um, <laughs> so, basically, compare foods from from two different shops. Yeah, but how did you propose doing it? <laughs> I knew, and I, I knew that you were going to pull me up on this. <laughs> so, so um, I thought to cut costs, it would be a good idea to um, one of us get a food from one shop and the other person get food from another shop but like the, the same it, item yeah the same item mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'd compare them over the phone <laughs> <laughs> we'd compare the taste of two different <laughs> 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 but you know <laughs> that's actually how I think we should end every podcast it's <laughs> trying to decide which of like which Mars bar's better, Aldi Zone or the original brand? <laughs> but I have the I have the Mars bar, you have the Aldi version, and we have to compare them. <laughs> Should we do that? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely up yeah. for that. So. <laughs> That'll be funny. Oh my god! And how, all right, and we're not allowed to stop the podcast until we agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there could be some long podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there'll, but there'll be one where I have to drive back to Newcastle <laughs> to give you a bite. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, right, oh, I've enjoyed this. That's um, been good. Yeah. What book? Uh, what book we're doing next week? 
The Given Tree. Yeah. By uh, Silverstein. <laughs> Fine. Children's book. Yeah. How many pages? Probably about ten. It's it's not it's not a children's book. See now what you're doing here is exactly what the men in Of Mice and Men did to Curly's wife. They thought, well, she's only got a few pages, therefore she's this. But in in order to be an adult's book, it doesn't require a certain level of page. Mm -hmm. Wow, such great insight to end the podcast. So we will see you next week with The Giving Tree, which is a children's book, and we will be (laughs) trying to talk about it for about an hour, see if we can do that. Uh, Thanks for listening, Mum, and whoever Liam got to listen probably a member of the local council who owes a favour or something (laughs) (laughs) and we'll we'll see see you next week so actually we should probably start introducing books like two weeks in advance so if people want to read along and okay so what should we do after the given tree so go on it your turn for the next one all right i was thinking to kill a mockingbird no oh let's do um the one where they're all on, where the kids are all on an island. Fly, Lord of the Flies. SpongeBob. Oh no, SpongeBob. Sp- <laughs> Sponge out of water. <laughs> Let, let's do Lord of the Flies. Right. Uh, I think that'll be a good one. So in two weeks' time, we'll do Lord of the Flies. Next week, we'll be doing the Giving Tree. So thanks for listening, and we will see you then. I thought that went well. Yeah, it did, yeah. Should I stop the recording? Yeah, stop the recording.